Oh, Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. Hello, I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football in Southern California, the home of LAFC, ESPN LA. It is a pleasure, an honor, and a privilege to be joining you. I'm so glad you're with me for the next eh, almost hour here on ESPN LA 710. If you miss any part of the show every week, don't worry, you can podcast it, you know that. You can also follow me on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. And what a week it's going to be. What a week it has been, and what a day in Southern California for the beautiful game. Right? How about a little press conference earlier for a big announcement over at the bank? Dignitaries, former superstar players, commissioners, presidents, mayors, everybody involved in that announcement and the big announcement came down you've all heard by now if you're a diehard soccer fan if you're just joining the show and you always love listening to 710 ESPN welcome to Soccer Weekly so you might not know the MLS All-Star Game has been announced at the bank in July 2020 late July what is it the 29th so July 29th they're going to have the All-Star Game now here's the uh, rub it's going to be fantastic because it's against the All-Stars of Liga MX oh This is good. Look, I am not an all-star guy. You know that. And I've made no bones about it. I don't really particularly love any all-star game. Not just MLS. I'm not just picking on MLS. They do actually one of the better jobs of all-star game, you know, kind of presentation compared to other leagues. I'm I'm tired of all-star games around sports. This one is intriguing. It's It's got the intrigue. It's got my antenna up. I'm ready for this one. This will be fun. And, you know, to be perfectly fair, to the credit of MLS, most of these games against European sides and big-time powerhouse sides that they that have come in, not just from Europe, but they've actually been good games in that both teams, whether it's the MLS All-Stars or the teams that are in their preseason, they've, they've attempted to win the game. Like, they're trying hard. It's not always the most beautiful soccer, but actually it's been pretty good. In fairness, this will take it to another level. And I cannot wait. Well, we got to get to uh, some of the uh, comings and goings that went on at this press conference. Not the least of which was the commissioner of MLS, Don Garber. Mario, we've got some sound there. Let's listen to the commissioner, Don Garber, talking about this game coming to the bank. We are formally announcing that next summer uh, the MLS All-Stars will take on the Liga Mex All-Stars right here in Bank of California in the city of Los Angeles. And that is with great pride. Now, the executive president of Liga Mex, Enrique Bonilla, was also on hand. And Bonilla spoke, had a couple of things to say about this matchup with MLS. For Liga MX, it's a privilege to be part of uh, Major League Soccer 25th uh, season celebration, with whom we are strengthening this relationship that will help us increase the level of football in North America and with a view to the 2026 World Cup. Yeah, that is Seeing the Liga MX All-Star playing in this game will be very exciting. I know it is something that fans have been waiting for a long time, and playing this in this wonderful stadium against the MLS Stars will make it even more special. That's a yellow card on me, Mario, for talking over you there. I apologize. He was no playing the, uh, back-to-back on Enrico Bonilla like we talked about ten times in the pregame. <laughs> so I, I just stepped on Mario's ankle there. I get the yellow card. But, yeah, I love what he's saying there about uh, the upcoming World Cup. People forget about that. Obviously, we're sharing hosting duties with 
Mexico and Canada in 2020. This is all just building up to it. Now, Mario pointed out something to me that uh, Bonilla then went on to uh, answer a question in, in uh, Espanol, of course, and had an interesting response here in Spanish. Aquí quiero aclararles, quiero decirle a toda la afición de México y de Estados Unidos, venimos a ganar, venimos a echarles a perder la fiesta de este 25 aniversario, venimos con lo mejor que tenemos y vamos a ganar. Now, pretty remedial at the Espanol, Mario, but I believe he's saying they're going to come up here and win and they're going to ruin the party. Yeah, but what's interesting is he only did it in Spanish, right? Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't do it, it in English. English. <laughs> he only did it in Spanish. He said, we're coming prepared, we're coming with everything, and we're coming to spoil the party. Vamos a ganar. We uh, are going to win. We will win. Yes, I like it. I and like it kind of became a theme throughout the rest of the press conference where other speakers were talking about vamos a ganar. Yes, and you will hear that coming up. But first, uh, the LAFC president and uh, co-owner Tom Penn came up to the mic and had a few things to say to have a competitive match that'll be best on best a showcase of the best of north america just going at it out here on the field and then what really excites me is the showcase of the best supporters on the planet the 3252 when they show up and roar it'll really celebrate football as you say and it'll celebrate the los angeles expression of football and to have this competition in this location is just so exciting. We're so gratified to have the opportunity. You know, we look to be a uniter in the city, and we look to bring joy to people and to be a force for good. And think about what this event does in terms of uniting, bringing joy, and then leaving that legacy, being a force for good. Yeah, it's great stuff. You always hear Tom Penn talking about that as a huge part of what LAFC is trying to do. One of the cool things is, Bob Bradley, of course, will be managing the MLS All-Stars on his home field after winning the Supporter Shield with the black and gold, setting that MLS record with 72 points. That is awesome. Speaking of which, we had uh, some really good comments, uh, more from Don Garber here. Uh, Next year, believe it or not, is the 25th season for Major League Soccer. Uh, And as we have been uh, coming up with different competition formats for our All-Star game, one thing has always remained constant. And that's that we wanted to have the most competitive all-star game format in all of Major League Sports. Uh, while it is an exhibition, ultimately, the teams that we play, the MLS All-Star play, play come to win. And whether it's Bayern Munich or whether it's Real Madrid or FC Barcelona or Manchester United or now the League of Mex uh, All-Stars, both teams are going to come here not only to put on a great show for their fans, but also to take home uh, some hardware. And that's going to be a very important part uh, of the build-up to this game. Uh, This event has had enormous success over the last number of years. Uh, Just a couple of years ago in Atlanta, we had 72,000 people come to our All-Star game. And when we were thinking about, with Enrique, talking about getting our All-Stars together for this unprecedented event, uh, we said we probably could sell out that big stadium next door. Uh, But it never really uh, crossed our mind that we would not play it here in Bank of California. Uh, This is an event that I think is going to be incredibly popular. It's going to be televised on ESPN. It's going to be televised on Univision. And it's going to be broadcast in 170 countries around the world, which will be great for our league. It'll be great for League of Max. It'll be great for the city of Los Angeles. And it'll be great for the sport of soccer uh, in the United States and in Mexico. Yeah, I'm jazzed that they're playing it at the bank in the smaller venue, which is going to be just packed and electric, no doubt about it. 
Uh, L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti knows all about what LAFC has done in their first couple of seasons. He had a little bit of fun at this press conference as well. And to see this bridge being built in a time of division is an amazing accomplishment. It articulates everything that makes this league great, what makes soccer great, what makes Los Angeles great. And we are very excited, and I completely agree. Vamos a ganar. I just don't know if it's you or us, but vamos a ganar for sure. We have more people of Mexican descent in this city than any other city in the world besides Mexico City. And then you go back to Mexico for number three. So this is a place where we know that Mexicans will love to come, spend some time, see their team lose, you know, drown their sorrows in the great nightlife that we have, go to a restaurant, make a friend, and try to redouble their efforts to come back next year or when we come to Mexico. I love that. Good stuff from uh, Mayor Garcetti, with the, uh, especially with Liga Mackey's expecting a loss. I love it. Love it. Good stuff all the way around. And I got to be honest, I'm I'm excited for this one. I don't get pumped up about uh, all-star games in any sport. I thought MLS has done a really good job, actually, over the years, doing their best to make it entertaining and, and really make it worthwhile for the fans. This one will definitely be that, no doubt. And it certainly cements the relationship they're already trying to build. We have built a relationship with the great Max Bredos. He will be next with the Black and Gold Breakdown here on the home of the Black and Gold, Soccer Weekly. Dave Dunholm and you, ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710, each and every week here on the home of world football in Southern California and the home of LAFC. It's time now to get dig a little deeper here. It's the off-season, but there's never an off-season. It's Black and Gold Breakdown. One, two, three, breakdown! It's the Black and Gold Breakdown. Breakdown. Break it down like this. Right now. Joining me right now on Black and Gold Breakdown, he's a friend and a friend of the show. He is LAFC's TV play-by-play guy, among other th- many other things that he does, of course, for YouTube TV, the great Max Bredos. Max, always a pleasure, buddy. Happy holidays to you, man. Happy holidays to you, and always great to be with the great Dave Denholm as well. I, I always look forward to our conversation. They're real. Yes, me too. Exactly, Max. I love that. And we start with a real question for you, Max. I make no bones about it. I thought the announcement was great. I think it's incredible that the All-Star game will be at the bank and they're bringing in Liga Mekis All-Stars. I'm just not a huge All-Star game guy. If anything could get me turned on by an All-Star game, Max, it might be this. I agree. And I think if the problem with the All-Star game uh, in its current format against European or, in, in a couple cases, Mexican tourists, is you're playing a team that is not your equivalent. It is a team that is preparing for its season. It's not a collection of the best players from that league that have never played before and have a huge disadvantage as a result. Now you have two teams that are in the same boat, and they know that, and they look across the field and go, these guys at League MX, we want to knock them down a rung. And now those guys from League MX go, we want to keep MLS down at their rung. I think that creates... I think it's. I don't know if you could come up with a better plan for uh, an all star. I mean, the talk of going back to the old format, East versus West, which is great, but I mean, it's not very forward thinking. And this is a unique circumstance because of the partnership with League MX. I, uh, again, all star games, I, I, I tend not to remember, but I think this could be the beginning of, of a great era. All stars in all sports, I, I tend not to pay much attention to, but this yeah. is good, something I think that could separate MLS from other leagues. Oh, yeah, I agree. I'm not picking on uh, MLS. I actually think it's one of the better All-Star games, uh, frankly. I, I think the other sports are 
really passe. Yeah. So I, I like what MLS has tried to do. I just don't think they were in a they were in a no win situation, right? You beat Chelsea after Chelsea's practice at UCLA for about a week. What does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like you said, they're in the preseason most of the time. You lose to some other team, then you're supposed to, you know, it's an embarrassment because you beat a, you lost to a yeah. team that's in their preseason. There's, it's just a no win. So I like this too. I couldn't agree more. And I love that they're doing it at the bank. We heard, you know, people talk about how oh, could it be, could be in the Coliseum and it would have, uh, you know, likely sold out. <laughs> quite frankly, but I love that it's going to be in the bank. That place is going to be rocking, Max. Oh, I can't wait already. It's going to be a hot ticket. It really is because it will be able. It could sell out the Coliseum, and, and the reason it, it would is uh, there's going to be a team compromised of MLS of Liga MX All Stars. Yeah, I would yeah. argue that the biggest stars, uh, the bigger stars, are in Major League Soccer. Certainly last year when you had Zlatan and Carlos, but even then you still have that. I think with MLS, but fans are going to come out as you've seen. They'll come out to friendlies of Chivas or America or Tigres versus Monterrey friendly or something in the United States. So I would expect that Liga MX All-Star team to have a lot of the big clubs represented. And that's going to draw the fans, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to draw the interest. And I, I, I can't imagine being in Mexico and not watching this game. I think there's enough intrigue from that. And then there's so many in the American public, specifically in L.A. and its surrounding, that are really locked in to Liga MX. And here the, the lines are crossing, the lines are blurred. And uh, it's a perfect – I don't know if, what other city you could have done it. So I think MLS has to be relieved that they could do this in L.A. And uh, with all the enthusiasm around LAFC, it's just it, it, feeding logs into the fire. It, it, it's a red-hot situation. But I, I think there's going to be a lot of interest from people coming from Mexico or those who, who love Liga MX living in the States, coming to L.A., spending money in local businesses, watching the game, buying the merchandise. I think it's going to be something like they've never seen at the All-Star. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. The parties, everything's going to just be amped up, no doubt about it. The parties are going to be good. <laughs> oh, gosh, I can't wait. I think I'm going to make a longer extended trip out, you know, to uh, to party because I usually get, go home by about 8 o'clock at night. But uh, I might have to make an exception there with the little yeah, – I got the little will. one, Max, so will. I'm in bed, you know. But uh, <laughs> uh, we are talking – if you're just joining us for the first time here at Soccer Weekly, I am Dave Denholm. He is Max Bratos, the LAFC TV play-by-play man for YouTube TV, among other great things that Max does in his career. This is Black and Gold Breakdown, a segment here on the show where we talk all things LAFC. Max, expansion draft, uh, good news is we won't be hurt by it next year because the the bad news was that Inter-Miami got their hands on Lee Wynn. You know, Max, I think that was a bit of a gamble by the Black and Gold, and Inter kind of called their bluff a little bit on that one, although... When you're so talented and you got such a deep team, I mean, it is inevitable at times that you're going to be the one who gets poached in these drafts, is it not? Absolutely. And Lee, all that while not a regular, was uh, an important cog in the LAFC machine, and he was a, a great luxury player to have. So whenever one of those midfield players are out, you put in Lee, and you generally don't skip a beat. And he can certainly do things better than some. So uh, I, we were all sitting there wondering, about who's it going to get picked? I mean, the... The players that I think under consideration were Tyler, there was uh, um, uh, Mohamed El-Munir, and Lee Wynn. It was going to be one of them. And I think even at the office, we thought, okay, fullbacks go quickly. Mohamed's in the prime of his career. Maybe he gets the nod. And that would have been a loss, too, because he's certainly developing as well. But sure. uh, Lee Wynn, I think, made sense for Miami. They have these young South American attacking players, and now here's a guy who could probably push forward to where he likes to play a little bit more further up in the attack. 
Uh, I, I would imagine the time that he's been at LAFC will help him tremendously there. Uh, every player to a T says how much this time was, but that's something you have to fill in because we saw all season, whether it was Atuesta missing a game or Mark Anthony Kane missing a couple, you needed that cover in the midfield, and Lee was a good attacking midfielder who did a really good job coming back to help the defensive end. He became a really good all-round midfielder, and those guys don't grow on trees, unfortunately. No, you're absolutely right about that. I'll tell you who I thought I would have picked, Max. I know, I, you know. Look, you made a g- great case for all the the candidates there: Miller, El Munir, of course, Lee Wynn gets picked. I would have picked Josh Pettis. I'm actually kind of, uh, yeah, I kind of am excited about. You know, the more I see of him. And, you know, honestly, the kid from Ontario, Adrian Pettis, didn't do too bad either, to be honest. Uh, you know, they didn't get a ton of minutes, of course, because there just aren't that many minutes up front, frankly, on a team so loaded. But I might have taken a gamble on him. I, I really think he's got a lot of skills. He's, he knows how to play the game. Uh, I'm glad he didn't go. Let's put it that way. I'd like to see him back That's and good. strong for the black and gold. That's a great shout. Uh, that's a real good shout there, Dave. And I think... Uh... LAC probably would be pretty thrilled because they put a lot of work in those two, two guys. Lee yes. went to a lesser degree because he was a veteran caught in his way. But this is these are guys that, I mean, one, you pulled out of the indoor league, and the other one is, uh, has had his career go in different directions and looking for stability, and LAC was able to give him that. And I think uh, I think Bob Bradley and, and John Thornton have to be pretty happy about having these guys that they get to work on another year. And yeah, thankfully, you can only pick one. I think if those that rule was not in place, LAC could have probably lost a couple players to this expansion draft. We are talking with Max Bradus, the voice of LAFC on uh, YouTube TV, the uh, play-by-play uh, person for the Black and Gold here on Black and Gold Breakdown. Uh, Max, as we look going forward, and I, even John Thorrington, I talked with him a few weeks ago, you know, not expecting massive moves here in the offseason necessarily, but I think people forget that the two big, huge moves really for LAFC were actually pulled off last season, kind of midway, you know, I mean, in the, during the transfer window in that that uh, we didn't see the best of Brian Rodriguez yet. We're seeing it out of Uruguay, and we started to see it with LAFC as he was incorporating himself into the team. And Chiqui Palacios hasn't really even gotten into the lineup yet. But, man, what a future those two have, uh, Max. They they were the moves that you you know can build on in 2020, right? Absolutely. And, yeah, I think if you look at the roster, you, you, there may be some fine-tuning and some additions for depth. I, I may be wrong. Maybe there is a, a more seismic move out there for LFC. I, I know it's a club that's not going to just sit there on its phone. Sure. They want to Something could fall improve. to them. You're right. Yeah, something could fall yeah, to them. But, I, but, again, I mean, those two guys are going to give you a new player rub because yes. Diego Palacios we saw for, what, 15 minutes. He's essentially <laughs> a new player. And Brian Rodriguez, he barely, you know, got to stretch his legs to show what he could do. So, if you want to chalk those up as new signings in the offseason, by all means do it because it's going to give you that, that kind of feel with a little extra because they have already been in the fold and they've already practiced with the team and even played with the team in that case. I will say that while the offseason may not be as uh, pulsating at LAFC, what happens around the league is something that I think all LAFC fans should really pay attention. It's going to be a fun offseason. You know, our rivals down south there in Carson, uh, they need to fill a designated player spot I, I think there are other clubs, certainly on the East, that look to fill in what D.C. United does. All these clubs are looking to make an impact. Miami is looking to do that as well. Sure. So I think it's going, to be, it's going to be keen observations for us at LAC to see what, what other people do. And don't be surprised, and I'm certainly looking at Miami, if you see a club that's kind of following that LAFC blueprint. But as, as the team stands for LAFC, they've got to be really thrilled 
it, it, Dave, it feels, yeah, it feels like a lot of quality and it feels like a lot of depth. They just need to plug in a couple pieces there. Well, as you said on social media early in the week, it is uh, MLS is not an eight-month season, essentially, and I'm paraphrasing you. This is a 12-month season, no doubt, every day. So it's fun in the off the off season, which isn't really off. I love it as well. It's just uh, it's yeah. absolutely awesome. And, Max, you are as well. Thanks so much for joining us here on Black and Gold Breakdown on Soccer Weekly. Always appreciated, buddy. Uh, you're a wonderful guy, Dave, anytime. Enjoy, enjoy the chat. Certainly enjoyed this one as well. Amen. The great Max Bradoff, the voice of LAFC on YouTube TV. Thanks so much to him for joining us here on Black and Gold Breakdown. Jose Mourinho is back, and we have got to talk about it next. I am Dave Denholm, Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. He's back. No, not me. You can follow me on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. Jose Mourinho is back. Forget punditry. He's back on the pitch on the sidelines as Tottenham make a massive move here during this break in the premiership for the transfer or international window, I beg your pardon. They get rid of Mauricio Pochettino, who had been struggling. Let's just say Tottenham's been struggling. You know, people, look, Pochettino, look, everybody loves the guy. Great manager. Boy, your shelf life is just not forever. Let's just say that in international football, is it? At the big clubs, at any clubs, really. doesn't matter the level. It's time to go. And I know a lot of people love him. Mauricio has uh, spent some time at the bank with some Tottenham fans, of course. Matt and Rich and, uh, you know, some guys over there. Look, nothing wrong with Spurs as a club, but when you're 14th, you just don't have much of an excuse if you're the manager. 14th! Spurs are closer to relegation than the top of the table by far. Let that sink in. In fact, they're closer to a relegation spot than they are fourth place. A Champions League spot. By plenty. They are a mess, winless for a while in the Prem. They're only three wins, five draws from 12, only 14 points. They are plus one of the goal difference, but they are a mess. Newcastle is above them in the standings. So I don't care. Look, I understand in the Champions League they played pretty well. Kind of a weaker group, if I'm being honest. Bayern's running away with that group, but they are going to get likely... They are going to be in the knockout stage in all likelihood. And Mourinho can help there. But I'm sorry, Mauricio, I love you. I actually do. I think he's, the guy's going to get a job, certainly a high-profile job, and deservedly so. He's a good manager. It's just time has come where you got to make a move if you're Spurs. You cannot be flirting with 18th rather than with 4th or 3rd or 2nd or even the top. I understand that's a little bit adventurous, but come on, it shouldn't be. This is Tottenham Hotspur, for crying out loud. You can't be putting up with 14th. Now, I think some of the trepidation of, of getting rid of your manager is that Jose Mourinho is coming in. And I've been critical of Mourinho over the years, no doubt. But I've also remained steadfast in saying the guy does win. Is he as good as he thinks he is? No. Nobody's as good as Mourinho thinks he is. No one. I'm not as good. And you know me, I'm the most modest man in all of radio, but 
Nobody is as good as what they what they do as Mourinho thinks he is, okay? But get past that. It's not a bad hire. I'm intrigued. I'll pay attention. I stopped worrying about Tottenham in the Premiership. They were so bad. That's not good. Cannot have that if you're Spurs. Now, I know you're only three points back a fifth. I get it. It's a log jam. So, But that's good news for Mourinho and, and Tottenham. Why wait any longer? You still have 22 match. I'm sorry, a bigger part. I'm thinking of the old Bundesliga schedule. You still got like 26 matches in the Prem to turn this thing on its ear. Doesn't mean you're going to win. You're not going to beat Liverpool. You're not going to get close. But you can certainly make a run up the table. It's bunched, uh, bunched up really from 15th all the way up to 5th. So separated by just three points. So you're right in the mix, as bad as you've been. I like the move. Mourinho has to know, though, that he must adapt to the more recent game, to the more modern modern game. Because if you do what you do as Jose Mourinho in the past, parking the bus, looking for the 1-0, blah, 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 you better win. I've always said that about managers like Jose Mourinho. If you're going to play that way, you better make sure it works to perfection. Because any slip-ups, you're not the most entertaining manager on the pitch. And it's still entertainment, no matter what anyone thinks. Sports are not sports, they're entertainment. And if you are not going to be utterly perfect, you better entertain. And that's the fear with uh, Mourinho. I think this move is done both with the fact that it's it's like a perfect storm. You're likely going to get out of your group in the Champions League. So Mourinho can help you there, maybe. Maybe that's the place you tighten up. Remember, this is a team that almost won it last year, <laughs> in fairness. But, you know, you are in, in the running for that. You're going to get out of your group, in all likelihood, Group B. But you also need massive, massive influx of points in the Premiership before you even slip further. Can you imagine? Oh, I'm sure Spurs fans' worst nightmare is to dip even further in the possibility of, oh, relegate. No, can't be. You can't even think like that. Now, Jose Mourinho will get to work and try to turn this thing around. I like the move. Your thoughts. Hit me up on Twitter. Even if you're not a Spurs fan, if you follow the Premiership, your thoughts on Mourinho back in the game with Tottenham. Never thought that would happen. I'm not going to lie. But that's the beauty of the beautiful game. We've got U.S. Men's National Team news, the expansion draft, LAFC lose a player to Inter-Miami, all that and so much more still to come, including stoppage time. Dave Denholm and you, ESPN LA 710. This is Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Denholm and you are listening to the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. United States Men's National Team. Got a nice win, actually, against Cuba. I mean, it was a dominant performance. They didn't look great at times. But, you know, they got the job done after beating Canada very nicely just days ago as well, since our last show, in fact. So a couple of back-to-back victories for Greg Berhalter in the U.S. They win Group A of League A in the CONCACAF Nations League, holding off Canada by the goal difference, as both teams were 3 3-0-1 with the one loss coming to each other. Of course, Cuba was 0-4. Mexico won Group B, but boy, they struggled against Bermuda in that final game. And they had already won the group, but yeah, a little struggle there against uh, Bermuda. 
So very interesting there. But, you know, the United States, look, here's the bottom line. The more I watch the U.S., and it really has little to do with Greg Berhalter, he's going to be responsible one way or the other of getting the most out of these players. The United States has talent. There, I said it. I'm sick of people sitting here telling me they don't have talent. Josh Sargent, a couple of goals in that game. Jordan Morris has been playing very well. I'm not saying those guys are like, but Christian Pulisic wasn't even around for this one. Weston McKinney. I mean, there is talent on this team. Guys who aren't even here right now. Timothy Way. There's a, a bunch of names. Young players. We've got talent. Serginho Desk decides to uh, turn down the opportunity to play for the Netherlands. He had a choice. He chose the United States. There's talent here. I'm not sitting here telling you we are France from the last. No, no. Don't misread. I'm not even telling you we're as good as Mexico right now. But we got to get over the worrying about, oh, are we good enough? Are We we have talent. Go out and play. I'm not saying Greg Berhalter's the answer. I mean, we have him now, and I hope he does well. I hope he becomes the best U.S. men's national team coach of all time. I truly do. You want him to succeed, but I'm not sitting here telling you that, that it's separate. We have talent. I'm convinced of it. I've always said we've struggled on the coaching end. Not at the national level all the time. I mean all the way down, grassroots. That's still our weak point. It's a, it's coaching young, super young, and then young talent. We saw it with the U.S. seven under-17. We're struggling at all these World Cups, the U-20, everything. Some uh, performance is better than others, but we just, we have talent. Hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer, if you want to discuss that. MLS's expansion draft went down. Interesting moves there. It's always interesting when there's two teams involved, right, who are joining the league at the same time. So it's a little bit more intrigue than it's the years where maybe it's just one team who gets to pick whoever, you know, the five they want. Well, Inter-Miami got things going with Ben Sweat from NYCFC. And then they took Alvis Powell from FC Cincinnati, the right back. Lee Wynn of LAFC goes for their third pick. And then remember, this is back and forth with Nashville, but I'm just going over the Inter-Miami picks. Luis Agudo, drafted from Columbus Crew, and then Brian Meredith, the backup goalkeeper from Seattle Sounders. Does that sound familiar? Remember when LAFC did for their expansion draft, taking the backup goalkeeper from the Seattle Sounders at the time, Tyler Miller. Nashville goes with Abu Danladi. Actually, that's a very good pick. I like that one from Minnesota United. He's been banged up and really hasn't taken off, but I, I think he could be intriguing. Zarek Valentin, he got traded. He was picked and then traded to Houston for goalkeeper Joe Willis. Jalil Anibaba, taken from New England Revolution. Brandon Vasquez got picked, but then he was traded to FC Cincinnati for some allocation money. And then Jimmy Madronda a left back from uh, Sporting Kansas City. So all those teams who had a player selected will not be involved in the, the next expansion draft with the Austin. Once you lose a player, you don't have to, you're not involved in the next one. So Lee Wynn and LAFC, how do you feel about that? Oldest player taken actually in the expansion draft. I uh, got to be honest with you, 
I don't know if LAFC was a little surprised by this, but I was. I did not think Lee Wynn would be chosen. Not because Lee Wynn's not good, of course. We all know that. Again, 33. Makes a lot of money. This is a salary cap league. Much like the NFL, the NBA. You have to be concerned about those things. Money does matter when you're a salary cap league and you have to abide by those. So those are factors that are sometimes more important than others, but they are important. And he and he's not an inexpensive player. He's earned that with near MVP level seasons back all the way with New England and of course last couple of years with the LAFC. He's earned what he's what he's making, so there's no no problem with that. I'm a little surprised that Inter Miami picked him though. So it was kind of an intriguing move. Inter Miami like these they didn't go super young neither neither one of these teams did. Not super young, you know, like they weren't were it didn't seem like anyway. They didn't spend a ton of cap room other than win though either side. So it's intriguing picks. I will say that. Now you never know what's going on with Nashville making a couple of deals, much like LAFC did if you remember when they were drafting players in their expansion draft. I like the picking up of Joe Willis, although I like Zarek Valentin. I'm not so sure why maybe Nashville didn't just pick him and keep him. He's very versatile. I like that guy. But maybe Houston obviously giving him Joe Willis and some... No, actually for Joe Willis, they got a little bit of... Had to trade some targeted allocation money and Valentin. I, I like Joe Willis. I think it's a good move for the keeper, for the veteran, but I like Zarek Valentin too. I don't know. We'll see what happens there for Nashville. Jimmy Madronda's a good pick. There's some interesting picks here. Ben Sweat going first doesn't really surprise me. He's a very good player, so that's a good pick for Inter-Miami. But as those two teams come together, it is about Lee Wynn and LAFC. Your thoughts on losing him, at hit me up at Talk Soccer. Give me your thoughts on losing Lee Wynn. I'm going to say I, I, it's a little surprising that he was chosen. I didn't. I thought maybe he would be able to, we'd kind of be able to get him through, quote-unquote, without losing him. But Inter-Miami says no. And I think he will likely be a pretty big part of that team right from the get-go. They've got a lot of young talent coming in. Signed a couple of young Argentines. Certainly win can stabilize and settle them down maybe through the midfield as quickly as possible there. So intriguing stuff. Always fun. Or expansion draft. You know, the building of a new team is kind of a good time. Always a good time here on Soccer Weekly when we do stoppage time with the great Mario Reed. That and so much more. Still to come, I am Dave Detholm. You are listening to the home of world football in Southern California. It's ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. We roll on here on the home of the black and gold and the home of world football. ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Detholm with you. At Talk Soccer on Twitter. Dave underscore Denholm on Instagram. You can also, by the way, podcast the show. If you miss anything, we talked to the great Max Bredos earlier. We had some great stuff, some sound from the press conference earlier. If you miss anything, you can podcast it at ESPN Pod Center. You can go to iTunes, all your, your, your podcatchers, whatever. Just search for Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. Subscribe, rate, and review, please. That would help us immensely. The man who always helps me out each and every week here on the show and beyond is the great Mario Rees. He is the host of Stoppage Time. What time is it? It's stoppage Time! Yeah, Stoppage Time! Yeah. It's stoppage Time! Right now! Oh, Mario, always a pleasure to talk to you, buddy. How you doing, man? 
I'm doing great, man. That was a great press conference. I'm pumped up for that match, that all-star match. Yeah, very intriguing, huh? A little exhibition, but this one has a little bit of rivalry already built into it, which I like in an all-star game. Yeah, I would agree, actually. I think that's uh, – and by the way, if you're just joining us, uh, you know, MLS all-star game coming up in the bank. Right Bank of here. California Stadium, the LA. home of LAFC. Yeah, July 29th, this coming year, 2020, against the Liga Mackey's All-Stars, Mario. Look, some of the games in the past have had big, certainly big teams. Man United, Chelsea, Real Madrid, Chelsea again, Bayern Munich. But this is different. This is special. Yeah. And Mexican fans, you know, they always come out and represent for their teams when they come out here for other exhibition matches. Yeah, I would agree. There's going to be so many teams represented here, so many stars here. And, you know, L.A., this is like this is like Mexico Junior. So we got so many Mexicans here in L.A., so it's going to be packed. It's going to be a party atmosphere at the bank. It's going to be rocking like it always is. And the 3252, uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to be having a great time as well. Yeah, I would agree. One thing that was very interesting about this, uh, Mario, just to kind of fan the flames of the rivalry a little bit. What's that? Uh, on MLSsoccer.com, of course, you know, they have a great coverage. And they had an article about uh, from Simon Borg and Cesar Hernandez talking about the projections, who might be the All-Stars from MLS and who might be the All-Stars from Liga MX. Of course, we've got to wait for that. But, and they kind of had an interesting point. MLS has the best Mexican players. Yeah. Carla, Carlos Vela is the best <laughs> Mexican player. And, you know, oh, by the way, Jonathan Dos Santos is right up there. So, yeah. So kind of intriguing that those two will likely certainly be on the All-Star team. And be in that game, you know, hopefully, you know, I hate to even say, you know, barring any injury or anything, but th- very intriguing then that the two of the better and certainly the best Mexican player right now, in Carlos, they're going to be on the MLS side yeah. of things. You know, what's cool is uh, also you're going to have some of the merch too, you know, like the All-Star oh, game yeah. uh, jerseys and stuff. Those are going to be really cool to have. Yeah, too. That, those will be, you know, with names on them that, you know, will be actually very cool, like, you know. Even like a Gignac or somebody, you know, I mean, yeah. who knows? Again, we don't know who's going to make the team. Pablo Aguilar, you know, somebody like that. Uh, so very intriguing. I'm with you there all the way, Mario. I think, again, I am not a huge sports, like, all-star guy. I don't watch the NBA all-star game. I don't watch a second of that. I don't watch the MLB all-star game anymore. I don't watch the NFL Pro Bowl. I always took a peek at the MLS all-star game just because I love soccer, but this is different. I'm going to be there. You know what I mean? We're going to be front and center in L.A. at the bank. And I got to be honest with you. I am, I'm looking forward to it, which I, I don't say about All-Star Games. I mean, I know everybody knows they're usually an exhibition match. Yeah. But, I mean, the trash talk is already going on back and forth <laughs> in the press conference, which was fun. And this will be an exhibition, right? I mean, yeah, there's nothing, of course. You know, it's like, and that's fine. But there's always a little more on it. you know. And I think it's building to something. We've been talking about it on the show it's building that relationship. You know, time and time again, we hear it from both Liga Mekis and MLS. But I, I think a great point was brought up earlier by Enrique Bonilla, right? The, uh, the, the leader of Liga Mekis, when he mentioned how it's the build up to 2026 yes. as well. And the co-hosting, which is so crucial for CONCACAF here with the Canada, Mexico, and of course the United States. Doing this is the just a warm up. Yeah, I mean, it really just is building up to that 2026 World Cup. I cannot wait. Great stuff. If you missed any part of this show, of course, you can podcast it. But if you missed anything about the All-Star Game, yeah, go over to MLSsoccer.com. They did a great job of covering it as well. If you want to dig deep on the announcement that you heard uh, earlier, we had the sound for him earlier in the show, earlier today, at the bank, 
with the announcement of the Liga Mackey's All-Stars coming in for the All-Star game coming up July 29th. Mario Reyes, you are an All-Star here as always, buddy. Thank you, my man. Oh, so much fun to chat with the great Mario Reyes. Really appreciate that. I am Dave Denholm. Don't forget again, podcast the show. Follow me on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. we got so much there. If you miss anything each and every week, I, I send out the podcast on the, my Twitter or a handle. Also, follow me on Instagram, Dave underscore Denholm. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of the black and gold and the home of world football in Southern California, ESPNLA 710.